Ding, ding, round two, everybody. Or if you haven't heard our blood sport coverage, then you have no idea what I'm talking about. It's the Rattleidgeon Broadcasting Network Alternative Commentary Series. Tonight, we are providing alternative commentary for Tyson Fury versus Otto Wallen. The oh, that hurts me. <laughs> what have I done now? Mispronounced that gentleman's name badly. Tyson Fury versus Mike Smith. Um, <laughs> Otto Valin. Valin. Okay, I think I can I believe, remember. I believe he's Swedish. Like he is from Sweden. Did you know I like meatballs? I walked right into it. Didn't even think about it. I feel <laughs> like an idiot. It was like a, it was like a bucket of Swedish water, propped right on the door. Um, hey, GSP is in attendance. For him. Hot damn. All right, take two. Uh, we'll fix it in post. Tyson Fury versus Otto Valin. I'm Mark Radledge, the mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified. And joining me tonight, of course, is the man who provides your 411 MMA coverage, the host of Damn You Hollywood, and a pretty cool fruit who really knows where his towel's at, Robert Winfrey. How do you do, sir? I don't. Uh, I still don't understand that reference. You've used it several times. I know it's a thing. I just have no context for it outside of you stringing words together. Hit, anyway, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Okay, that's where that's from. All right. So here's what SportingNews.com tells me: Tyson Fury at twenty-eight zero and one in twenty KOs um, made short work of Tom Schwartz, which we also did coverage for, winning, we by, did. winning by second round TKO. It was a short night for the Rattle and Broadcasting Network and for Tyson Fury, for that matter. Um, so yeah, but Tyson Fury made a lot more money than we did. Yeah, he did. So, Tyson Fury wanted to stay active despite having a rematch scheduled for February against WBC titleist Deontay Wilder should the American slugger get by Luis Ortiz in the fall. Many of the top contenders had bouts locked in or refused to take on Fury, so the, gy- the Gypsy King turned to Valin. Valin? Sure. Damn it. <laughs> One more time. Look, you do what you're going to do. I'll react accordingly. Don't worry about it. I, I thought Val- well, Valin was closer than Wallen, wasn't it? Yes, it was. All right. <laughs> Uh, Valin at 20 and 0 and 13 KOs is competing for the first time on U.S. a uh, second time for on U.S. soil. In April, he went to a no contact contest with words are hard with Nick Kisner in Atlantic City, New Jersey. He was set to fight B.J. Penn, but B.J. Penn got into a bar fight, so instead he was set to fight <clears throat> B.J. Flores on July 12th. Yeah. But the Washington State Department of Licensing refused to grant a license to Flores, citing medical reasons. So that's where we are. So, uh, what do you know about our Swedish friend here besides that he likes meatballs? Um, look, I said this about Tom Schwarz when he fought Tyson Fury. It's heavyweight. There's a lot of there's a lot of mass being thrown around. You're a fool to completely discount anyone. However. I feel pretty confident 90% discounting will end. (laughs) Uh, Look, Fury's like a... He's a massive favorite. We're talking like, at one point, I think 25 to 1. 
So I'm not alone in this assessment. And look, I don't think Valine has much of an angle of attack. Tyson Fury is a technician, awkward technician, but a technician. He's good defensively. Uh, he might be the best defensive heavyweight in the world right now. And while he does not have, you know, one punch knock you out power necessarily, he's a big enough guy that, yeah, if he hits you, you're going to feel it. He's good about breaking you down. He's superbly conditioned. And he's, in my estimation, the best heavyweight boxer in the world at the moment. And I don't want to say Waleen is full on pig hostage here, but. Uh... <laughs> well, that's what I was starting to think as you were talking and as I was reading uh, about the about this fight that. They found the guy that, yes, is not a pig hostage, but they, they found a guy to stick in there so that Tyson Fury could remain active, keep the title, and headline uh, a show somewhere being distributed by someone. Yeah, that's kind of what's going on here. He just wants to he wants to stay busy. He gets another, another tune-up fight, basically. I mean, again, we can call a spade a spade here. It's not that Valine is a terrible fighter. He's not. There's much worse fighters than him. But there is a marked, marked difference in abil demonstrated ability between these two at this point in time. So I've walked away from my computer. I'm sitting down on my couch watching this, and, my, and um, I can't remember if Deontay Wilder is locked into anything. I know... He has another fight coming up, yes. He does. Okay. So you um, I, I, forgot the, I forget the name of the guy he's... I will look it up. Okay, so Deontay Wilder is busy. Joshua, Anthony Joshua has a rematch with Andy Ruiz Jr. in Saudi Arabia in December, I believe. Um, and I think after that, or we're running out of heavyweights. I mean, there's the there's the odd in, there's the odd international cruiser. Um, intercontinental heavyweight somebody roaming around somewhere. But I think that's... Okay, I think he was getting a rematch with Luis Ortiz in September of this year. Let me double-check that. Yeah, I believe that's still currently the plan. Who's distributing that? Uh, Shmagegi? The internet. I don't know. <laughs> Shmagegi the internet. Good. Uh, I don't know. Look, again... A lot of that's going to depend on where you are in the world. You know, if you're in, it's on BT Sport if you're in the UK. Mm -hmm. uh, I imagine it'll be on pay-per-view here. I forget which guy, I forget which network he's attached to, but. Well, I, I want to say his last one or two fights, at least one, one of his last fights was on Showtime. Uh, then, sure, let's go ahead and assume Showtime. All right. I will uh, figure this out at some point. But we see Tyson Fury decked out. He is doing an homage to the great Mexican fighters, uh, specifically like Julio Chavez, Julio Chavez, both senior and junior, would kind of come out with the headband and the poncho like that. Uh, Donald Cerrone. What? Got... Hang on. I might have just made a giant ass of myself. Hang on. Probably. Donald Cerrone came out looking like one of the um, three amigos tonight. Uh, prior to getting knocked the hell out by uh, Justin Gagey. What, um, how did the rest of the card go over on the UFC? Eh. 
I understand one person did a gymnastics routine. Yep. That did not go well. <laughs> he gassed and lost. Well, he missed weight. Uh-huh. He gassed out and then lost the fight. Uh, missed out on the fight of the night bonus, which was given to that card because Dana White likes the young bucks. I don't know. It 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 baffles me that that one fight of the night, but it did. So the other guy who came in and upset the wild man who's been known to do a lion salt in the cage, not a joke, actually <laughs> did it. Got jumped on that like kind of the side of the cage grabbed the top, which you're not allowed to do, and then did a backflip onto his opponent. A guy who normally fights at lightweight came in, the other guy missed weight, looked and just let him do his stupid gymnastics routine after he did a breakdance routine in the middle of the cage while he was being introduced. This sounds like the sort of thing Jim Cornette would hate. (sighs) Yep. (laughs) Look, Jim Cornette hates a lot of things, and I don't blame him. A lot of things suck. Uh, yeah, that so that was a thing again. Gagey knocks out Cerrone in the first round. Glover Teixeira defeats Nikita Krylov via split decision. Meh. Um, Todd Duffy and Jeff Hughes was terrible heavyweights that went to a no contest after about four minutes after Todd Duffy got poked in the eye, sort of. Aw. Todd Duffy's terrible. <laughs> uh, Uriah Hall beat Antonio Carlos Jr. via split decision. No issues with 29-28 for either guy. Misha Sirkinov hit uh, only the second Peruvian necktie in UFC history and submitted Jimmy Crute in the first round. Peruvian necktie, wow. It's a rarity. It is. Uh, on we, the prelims... Did anyone bust out a Von Fluke choke? No, there was no Von Fluke this evening. Aww. Uh On the prelims, Augusto Sakai knocked out Marcin Tabor in about a minute. It was the kind of heavyweight fight Mark would have been happy with. And the, look... This was a one-fight card with a couple of other fights on it that you might thought, hey, that might be pretty good. And a few of the ones you thought, hey, that might be pretty good were okay. We all watched to watch Cerrone and Gagey Insanity, and that's what we got. Was, you know, the as lo- for the four minutes or so of that fight. And I was happy with it. So according to Deontay Wilder's uh, wiki, yes, his next fight is against Luis Ortiz, but no date has been set and no location. However, he is set to fight Tyson Fury February 22nd, 2020. Yeah, that's apparently basically a done deal. Okay. As far as that's going to be... that Those two are going to fight at that point in time. Okay. Kind of regardless of what happens between now and then. But who knows? It's boxing. Contract negotiations are... A weird thing. And Tyson Fury, you beautiful ham of a man. <laughs> just, just hamming this up. I I don't know, but this is... I don't know if this is the best or the worst thing. Well, at least he's not sitting on a couch smoking a cigar with George Foreman. Watch him come out to that next time. He'll get George. He'll just be on the couch. They'll ha- they'll be lit up with the stogies, and they'll be dragged to the ring on a rolling couch. He has to, but he has to say, "Who were you expecting?" Okay, I'm not sure entirely what this is in reference to, but okay. Well, because again, Klitschko did it. Yeah, Klitschko did a lot of things. Yes, mostly bored the audience. That's because the audience is mostly people like you. 
<sighs> I mean, again, I'm surprised you weren't. You're not eating up his entrance more because this seems right up your alley. Oh, I'm fine with this. I I wish. You know, my problem is I don't feel like it's enough. I feel like if, you, <laughs> I feel like if you're gonna do this, you need to. You know, we need to have. You know, he should have been followed by a full like mariachi band. Okay, um, we need. Okay, you're complaining that they are not detracting from the space they can sell seats to build an entrance ramp. Right. Okay. Which is a stupid thing. Sell more tickets. No, they're in the T-Mobile Center. You know, the, the WWE's played there a bunch of times. Use that setup. Yeah. WWE also, because of their setup, reduces the number of seat, the amount of seating available. Seats, schmeats. I want a circus. Look, and the people in charge want to make money. Can we if, they to... can, if they can sell another thousand tickets because of their setup, then they're going to do that, and they're going to uh... make all that money. I don't think if uh, next year that Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury should even use the same entrance. I think you should build one on either side of the arena. I want Deontay Wilder to ride an elephant to the ring. Why? <laughs> because I do. I want him. I want him to come to the ring like Eddie Murphy in Coming to America. There's no way he even knows what that is. <laughs> and then I want Tyson Fury. To come out the other side, um, I don't know, preceded by an army of stormtroopers and have him decked out in all black with a mask. Yeah, and then you want Ty- then you want Mike Tyson to run in with a steel chair. Like I know how your brain works. <laughs> well, I hadn't thought of that, but that's brilliant. Look, you want. I don't know how your I don't know how your brain wraps around what you actually want, but I know what it is. <laughs> you want something that is as overproduced as WWE up until everything hits the st- up until everything hits the cage. Then you want it to as closely as possible approximate actual violence, but with your ability to just go, "Oh, I know they're actually friends and nothing bad is really happening." No, that's not true. Because I want I'm pretty sure it's true. No, 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 no. You, you were right up until then. I want to see a Triple H-esque at WrestleMania entrance. Okay? I want to see nonsense chicanery and circus folk. I want bearded ladies, strong men. Uh, I, I want circus geeks. I want people... I want British men biting their heads off bats. The whole nine yards. But when they get in there, I want them to punch each other silly. Yeah, and then you also want the occasional run and the dusty finish. You want the ability to make sure the guys you like stay on top. Uh, it's hard with Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. You know, I like Deontay Wilder. I want to see him show There's his way to. No do... reason you should like Deontay Wilder. <laughs> <laughs> He's so bad. I want to see Deontay Wilder show his way to further victories, and I. I I pictured Deontay Wilder diving into his uh, money vault full of gold coin. He isn't. No. Look, uh, he's not that good with his money. <laughs> I guarantee you he does not even have like. Have you seen his ruffled shirts? Maybe that's what they should do. Maybe instead of coming in Allah coming to America, he should come in like a pirate. Considering that he just like straight up wore that stupid Seinfeld shirt. Um. From, you know, 
30 that, years ago. That'd be fun. Can we do that? Can we do like a Pirates of the Caribbean uh, theme entrances for both Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury? I'm sure they can, but they won't. Oh, Nor life, should they. Life is unfair. All right. I believe we've killed a, an appropriate amount of time as these fighters. The fighters are anyway. actually getting their instruction now. <laughs> uh, we know how to kill time. Here we go. Round one. I know to kill a lot of things. So, ta- uh, Wal- <laughs> Waleen, was, just no. I was wait. I was. I was hoping you would do something with it. Nope, the volleyball right. fell to the ground. Um, so Waleen starts off uh, flicking the jab out there. Tyson Fury just kind of pawing it away. Yeah, the, it's an odd. That's something of an odd choice from Waleen, given that he's. Uh, southpaw fit. they're in opposite stances and the, the jab against the opposite stance fighter is less effective actually than just the rear hand lead as a punch it's not that it's a bad punch necessarily but it's again it's less of a thing given some of the angles the Tyson Fury just grabbed the top rope there what do you make of that eh. it's Tyson Fury mm. he's a, he's weird his fights are weird yeah, there's. It's not a Tyson Fury fight without weirdness. This is true. And again, both guys again just kind of pawing with the jab. They're just kind of range finding thus far and trying to get a read on each other more than really trying to do a tremendous amount of damage. Uh, Tyson Fury just stuck his hand on Valine's nose. Valine backs him into the corner, ties up. Fury, and... again, Fury's one of those heavyweights who's actually comfortable fighting off the back foot. He's very sound defensively. He's not afraid to be on the ropes. He likes making guys miss and countering. He likes showing off that he is the superior boxer, and he is to, again, basically the entire division. Uh, they tie up again. If... If this is a significant portion of uh, Valine's game plan, is just we're going to tie up and try to wear this guy down. I got some bad news for you, man. <laughs> that is deeply unlikely to work. Also, the size disparity, and it's not just height. I mean, Tyson Fury's six nine. I believe Valine is six six and a half or six seven. Valine's a leaner man than Tyson Fury. Much Tyson's, Tyson, especially in the chest area, is very thick. Yeah. They look like they're a weight class apart, and yeah. they're not. Yeah, Valine doesn't look like a heavyweight. No, he does look a bit more like a cruiserweight when standing next to Fury. But a, a lot, again, a lot of people, just given the dimensions of Tyson Fury, when they get next to him, actually look like they shouldn't be in his weight class. Um, Valine, we can see here, really struggling when they're at distance to do a whole lot with Fury. He's he not bit, landing much. He had a bit of a flurry there for a moment, but I don't know how effective it was. And that is the end of round one. It's a tough uh, round to score. I'm giving it to Fury. I mean, again, is he the most dynamically offensive fighter? No, but what did Valine do? Apart from get punched. Yeah, I guess. And miss. <laughs> like, he got punched and he missed. I'm sorry, you lose the round. Yeah, I, I, I can't... Like... I want to give it a 10-10, but the fact of the matter was Tyson Fury hit him. 
and Valin didn't really do a tremendous amount of damage, so sure, 10-9. Uh, again, some of these, and this is kind of just how Tyson Fury fights. It's a little bit awkward. It's very unengaging in a lot of respects, but he's also going to make you, he's going to fight until you give him things, and then he's going to capitalize on them. It's just kind of what he does. Speaking of unengaging, if you check out our Bloodsport commentary, a uh, very disappointing outing from Nick Gage. He wasn't shot out of a cannon nor dropped from the ceiling. Uh, I. Wait a minute. Nick, wait. Did you say Cage or Gage? Nick Gage. That CZW guy. Yes. What's he doing in Bloodsport? That man can't wrestle. That is correct, sir. <laughs> he's a stunt. He's a stunt man. You are correct, sir. And look, sir. if and again, if <laughs> that's what you want to watch, yeah, fine. He got submitted. Poor, he got submitted rather quickly by Killer Cross, and then acted like the man cheated. Yeah, just, how dare you how dare you wrestle? And then he beat up a referee. All right. Um That's Valine, very on brand. Yeah. <laughs> Valine uh effectively working that jab this round. Um and when I say effectively, he's you know, moving Tyson around the ring, but again, Tyson He's not Curry, landing. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he's throwing it, but he's not landing. It looks really nice. It's just not hitting any targets. Uh, Fury doing a bit of stance switching here, which he does on occasion. It's a bit of an oddity to see a lot of that in boxing, just because if you're not as good from the other stance, you put yourself at a severe disadvantage. But Fury playing around a little bit with Southpaw here and uh, continuing to box Valine up a little bit. It's weird they put this fight in Vegas. You know, you just... I don't know how crowd-pleasing this would be for a Vegas crowd. This seems like a European fight. Well... Some of it's also, look, Vegas kind of sucks. Vegas crowds see so much that they, if you're dealing with like the average Vegas crowd, they're not that engaged. They only show up for the main event. There's a lot of other stuff to do. But if you go out of your way to make it a, a destination kind of moment, like, hey, look, Tyson Fury is fighting in Vegas, then people will go out of their way to go because they also know that Vegas is a place you can do things beyond watch the fight. Uh, uh, Fury now really dialing in his counter left. He's caught Valine a couple of times coming in with it, and Valine doesn't have an answer other than to push even closer and try to tie up. Yeah, Valine pushed him into the corner again. Yeah, Tyson fought out of it, though. Yeah, Tyson, not bad, again, either in the corner or off the ropes. It's not ideal, but he can fight there. I think Valine thinks that if he can get him in the corner... You know, he'll limit the amount of space Tyson has to evade, and he'll eventually score something. So far, that's been ineffectual. Look, the only thing he's been scoring is a couple of punches to the hips. Like, he's not doing anything of actual note to Fury. <laughs> and anytime Fury wants to, he's able to hit him. He's starting to catch him with uppercuts when Valine tries to clinch, because Valine doesn't have another idea. Other than clinching, and then getting hit. Oh, look at how spry... Tyson Fury is as he jogs to his corner, ending round two. Now, for a man of his size, he's very light on his feet. Um, so right before the round ended, he scored with like a double... Uh, I believe it was a double left. I want to say it's coming up again in the replay. 
Yep, left, right. Those two, uh, those were pretty big hits for that round. Yeah, Tyson is just, as everyone expected thus far, a significant class above the level of his opponent here. <laughs> I mean, I'll, at this, assuming the fight continues at this pace and is go and you know things go as they normally do in Fury fights, I'm going to be surprised if this gets to the seventh round. So. According to the stats, Valin has actually landed 20 body punches to Tyson's one. A lot of that depends on how they choose to categorize landed and where they draw the line for the... Again, he's landed, like, on the belt line, so again, towards the hips and whatnot a fair bit, but... Apparently they're counting those. I mean, they are a thing. Like, getting hit in the hips sucks. It limits your... It can limit your mobility. But at the same time... Again, as a strategic, as a long-term strategic weapon, it's valuable. As a method of actually stopping a fighter, uh, no. I mentioned Plus, this. they also kind of will give partial credit for body blows, even if they're somewhat deflected by the arms. Which I'm not sure how that. Again, I'm not sure how that entirely plays out on the uh, for the statisticians and whatnot. But I'm not sure I count those. <laughs> So Aline, speaking of body punches deflected by arms, tried to land two of those, and then the uh, the ref backed them off for some odd reason. They weren't tied up or anything. Not really sure why he got in there. Uh, we can see Fury also starting to dial in his uppercut. Okay. Oh, the reason he separated them was uh, Valine put his hands on the back of Fury's head and was kind of leaning on him, which you are not allowed to do. Okay. So I mentioned to Pat, uh, one of the prelim fights on the Arislandi Lara fight uh, over the week over last weekend on Fox was a heavyweight, and one of the heavyweights was a rather large, rotund man whose uh, shorts kept falling down. They had to stop the fight momentarily for him to pull the shorts up over his ass crack. You should find this fight and watch it. I would rather drop a anvil on my foot. <laughs> there was a lot of comments on it on Twitter. I literally DVR'd this thing. Just, I, I, I wanted to watch the Arislandi Lara match, but when I saw the comments on Twitter about this guy's ass crack, I was like, I have to see this for myself. It was well worth the wait. I'm not sure why you went through the effort of DVRing it. Because I couldn't watch it live? Uh, still. That does not seem like a thing that needs to be viewed. Uh, okay, Fury again, continuing to just outbox Valin comprehensively. His his counter power hand punch, whether that's uh, left or right, depending on his stance, is really dialed in, and Valin's reaction to this seems to be, I'm gonna pump the jab and get punched. Is Tyson Fury's right eye been blackened? Or is it just uh, standing? Because it looks darker. Maybe. I mean, again, he's—he's he's his defense, while very good, is not impervious. And you can see some damage starting to come through on the face of Valine. Yeah, I want to see uh, what they what the cut man does in the corner here. Yeah, I think going right to that. Yep, he's got a cut above the eye. A nasty one, too. That's gross. There was a bit of a clash of heads uh, yeah. when they, on a, they punched into the clinch and then uh, Valine's head just kind of caught him on the eyebrow there. 
Wow, he's got a really bad cut. And which is Valine's best chance of victory. <laughs> there you go, kids. If you're ever if you're ever not as good as your opponent in a boxing match, try a headbutt. Well, I'm at a cut. Not necessarily an illegal one, but you figure the you, you you take the ad uh, the uh, uh, admonishment from the headbutt, but then he's got a cut that you can play with. Yeah, again, that's a that is a nasty cut, and if it stops the fight, it should be a no contest. Given how it happened, we'll see it in a replay. They're letting well, they're letting it continue for now. <laughs> well, there was a pr- again, there was a pr- oh, it might have been a punch actually. My mistake. Um, I'm yeah, that was just a clean left hook. My mistake. I thought their heads. Yeah, their heads did come up next to each other, but I don't think they really clashed. That that was more of a clean left punch than anything else. Uh, my apologies to Valine for, uh, you know, misrepresenting him. I just didn't see it very dragging clearly. That's his why we have, through the that's mud. That's why we have replay. Shaming him and yourself. I I mean I could do that if you'd like. No no no. Uh, let's see here. But, you know, again, Valine's best bet now is to try and attack that if he gets close to kind of rub his glove against it, open it up, make it worse. That's he, his... He because may he's be trying to, to really turn it on and go after that cut, but Tyson Fury's still not very hittable. No, Fury, especially now that he has a very specific target he's going to try and be protecting, is going to do what, everything he can to avoid that being further exploited. Valine goes to the body there again. With his right. And he's just barely avoiding these uppercuts uh, when he's coming in that Fury keeps trying to time and line up. Fury talking to him now. Fury is not happy about something. Hmm. Maybe he's asking him if he likes meatballs. I don't know. I feel like that's uh, just a cultural thing. I don't know how much the Swedes actually do care for meatballs or not. Mm. Um, Valine in defense mode now, circling around Fury more on the attack. So he, one of the more effective uh, tools Valine's been utilizing has been the one punch to the body. I wish he'd follow something else, though. He just sort of sticks it in the body and then moves. And it's like, hey, how about a combination? How about he's he's worried about being countered more than anything. Yeah, we can see Valine anytime they get close. Now he is trying to fu- land that left to the head of er, to the cut of Tyson Fury. Uh, Fury's defense still largely holding up though at the moment. I can't get over how much bigger Tyson Fury is to this guy. Tyson Fury is a large man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's again, he's six nine, and I didn't, I missed his official weight, but uh, he is again, he's not a small person. I bet it's something stone. I uh, no. <laughs> they would have announced it in pounds. They're in Vegas. No, no, he's British though, so stones get it. I know that stone was a unit of measurement. Yes, I am aware of this fact. Uh, nice counter right from Fury. And that is the end of the round. I'm much, more, 
At this point, I'm much more interested in what happens when he goes into his corner and how they deal with that eye. Well, Valine spent that entire round trying to target it, not really being able to exacerbate things, so... I imagine it'll leak for another... It's probably going to keep leaking throughout the fight for however long it goes. The problem that he has to look for right now is whether or not, you know, if if he gets hit too many more times and it really starts to swell to the point where it closes. Well, the cut actually does kind of help with that preventing the swelling. It gives a release for the pressure. Uh, I don't... Again, I'm... It is going to swell a bit as t- as the fight goes on, but I'm... Yeah, that doesn't look like it's going to be a huge deal as far as the swelling goes in the immediate future. Plus, he has a very good cut, man, given how he's handled this one so far. It's, again, it's more kind of swelling out than swelling into the eye. So it will become a bigger target, but is less likely to impair his vision substantially. Valine doing a pretty good job of uh, sitting behind that uh, that jab, that right jab. Left of the body. Tyson spun away from him. Yeah, you know, with uh, with that round that he cut Tyson and then the way the last round played out, Valine might have taken a round or two here. We might be even going into the fifth. Would not be, un- would not be uh, the worst scorecard. Hmm. I believe my man has it 280 to 0 Canelo. Of course. (laughs) I can't can't reach my computer, but somewhere out there, someone's making a dead horse sound. Again, look, it's a given that at least one boxing judge at any point in time is writing down on their scorecard that Canelo wins every fight. Again, Fury managing risk rather well, again, defending the cut well, and Valine, he again, he's not here to lose, he's here to make a fight of it, and he's done so thus far. Or at least he's attempted to with intermittent success, is probably a better way to put that. Ooh, Fury with a good right. It's just that, again, Valine's success is very intermittent, and Fury's is more sustained. You know, I have to give Valine credit where credit's due. Fury has thrown some big power punches, and they're not hitting in many cases. He's he's doing a good job of blocking or just kind of slipping, and Valine is Valine is doing a good job of avoiding. And Fury's really trying to time an uppercut. Uh, excuse me, Fury's really trying to time an uppercut, and Valine has managed to avoid that. And again, the man came to fight. That's definitely. He's not here to be a stepping stone. He's here to fight and win. No, he's he's trying to upset the uh, upset the Vegas odds here. Walk away with the title. Then he can be the linear heavyweight champion. He then would he, be the he would be the lineal heavyweight champion. Yes. Then he could rule. I mean, look, the lineal heavyweight title means as much as any of the other belts that someone is carrying around at any given point in time. Oh, well, good thing there's only 106 of them. It means more than some of them. <laughs> Again, less than some, more than others, but you know the number of times that the champion of whatever weight class is actually the best fighter in that division is relatively low. And moreover, again, champions in combat sports tend more to be 
best of the night rather than best of the season or best ever kind of thing. It's just the nature of the sport and how it's structured. I mean, Fury kind of leaning on that right uppercut uh, as this fight has gone on. He's He really has that kind of... I'm kind of surprised he hasn't adjusted away from it. It's a good punch, especially given how Valine is trying to close distance, but he might need to set it up better. And uh, and it's a small thing, too. I mean, it's not that he, he knows what he's doing, and Valine is just being able to avoid enough of it to you know, make it miss. All right, we're going into round six here. Uh, I think that last round went to Fury, so he's probably up, but only by a round or two, uh, yeah. which, given but the odds, is... It's probably 3-2. Fury. Yeah. We're, again, 3-2 or 4-1, maybe. But, yeah. Um, you know, the one good punch that Valene landed, and it is still the most significant thing that's happened in the fight. Oh, Valene uh, scored with a... With his left there, it was a good left hook. Yeah, Valine, you know, his his ability to get close and you know try to make this kind of an ugly fight rather than a boxing match is you know, his only chance of victory. If this thing goes the distance, I, I, I fear the scores are going to be very ugly and weird. It's boxing, of course they are. I mean, like, more so than normal. Look, Canelo fights on a, on the regular. There is nothing more bizarre than normal. <laughs> we got a big night of fights coming up. The same night as the Whitaker fight. I think Triple G's fighting uh, somebody. He is. And Canelo's signed to fight uh, Kovalev in the near future in a giant waste of everyone's time. Yeah, November 2nd, I believe that fight is. I mean, really, why bother? Look, Kovalev's worn down. He's just past his prime, which happens to everybody. And they're just going to give Canelo the decision, even if he <laughs> doesn't actually win the fight. That's how this works at this point, guys. All I don't right. know what else to tell you. We might be stopping this. It looks like the doctor is going to check out Tyson Fury's eye. Yeah, again, that's... That's relatively deep and in a fairly bad spot. It'd be a shame if they did, but it's not without crowd. precedent. All right, nope, they're letting it go. I think Fury realizes that if he doesn't stop this fight soon, he might end up, they might stop it for him because of the eye. So he's yeah. going after Valine now. Yeah, he's he's going to put some urgency into this. Yeah. So, yeah, he's sort of leaning forward and opening up with... Uh, with rights and lefts here. I think we're going to see a much more active Tyson Fury now. He, yeah, he, he knows he's he's got to finish this. He does. He's, he's on borrowed time. If that gets any worse, they will stop it. Yeah, okay. Well, well Valine just locked in a good... Oh, he really likes that front face lock. It's a way to kind of indicate that you're, you're done with this infighting position. Because you're not allowed to do it. So it'll just kind of like, oh, hey, we're going to go here and the ref will break us up. Yeah. It's dangerous because, if you, cause again, you're not allowed to lean on your opponent. So repeated 
instances of it could be cause for a point deduction. Oh, did you see that? The, uh, just as the referee was separating them, Valine shoved his uh, hand in Tyson Fury's face. Yeah, Valine is... Uh... Again, he wants to win, and at the moment, his only real chance is to make that cut worse. So he's going to do that however he can. He's poking the badger with a stick. And yeah, and Fury, again, very clearly thinks he knows he needs to stop this and is really, really opening up. Yeah, he was digging to the body really good. Yeah, and Fury is not happy with the uh, dirty tactics of Valene. He's... Fury's going to really come out in these next couple of rounds and look to end this. Again, he knows that if this gets worse, they will stop it, and he does not want that. He wants to... uh, Yeah, yeah, the ref also needs to kind of get a handle on what Valene is doing, because... This is a good referee, all things considered, but he's got to really get a handle on this before so, it gets out of hand. So i got to ask you, can they leave that much goop on his face like that? Okay, he just wiped uh, it off. But, like, every round, it's, it's getting there progressively is, look, worse. There's a commission official there watching. If they're not going to complain about it, I'm, you know, who the hell am I? Like, yeah, they, they, they leave, every round, they've left more of a goopy smear on his head. And I was like, I don't think that's legal. Again, there's a commission official right there who, if oh. he wants, Valine, if he doesn't like it, can get it moved. Valine's going straight to the face here, and he's starting to score. Well, again, part of that is you know, Fury is going to be more willing to engage because he feels he needs the stoppage in a, in a timely fashion. Big hook from and, Tyson Fury. And Valine's whole game plan now is make the cut worse, make the cut worse, make the cut worse. I don't really like what Tyson Fury's doing with his hands. You know, you want to get you. You're trying to finish this guy. You want to use your power. Stop dropping your hands to your hips. I, I understand doing it to try to bait the guy into counter punch and all of that. We've talked about that in other fights, but I, I don't know how effective it's going to be here. See, now this I don't mind. He's put. He's pushing Valine into the corner. He's trying to uh, eliminate space between them, and then he's up. He's uppercutting using you know dirty boxing techniques. Yeah, that that's you're going to see a fair bit of that from Fury as this goes on. He's also going to do a lot of manipulation of the referee position. Uh, when the referee wants to separate them, he's going to not make it easy. He's going to make sure Valine is where he wants him before they break. And he's really kind of looking to unload on Valine at every possible opportunity. Big right hand from Tyson Fury snaps Valine's head back. Yeah, Fury is, again, in a position that he know he wants the stoppage now for the sake of safety. And he's not playing around. And Valine is fading a little bit under the offensive onslaught. Valine was very clearly prepared for the defensive Tyson Fury in some respects. Uh, this is not something he was as prepared for as Fury just deciding, okay, I'm done now. Digging to the body again, going upstairs, smacks him on the chin. Right hook. Uh, sorry, right uppercut from Tyson Fury. Every time he does that, I think he's going for a power bomb. <laughs> Uh, I wish he would. 
I'm just going <laughs> to I'm just going to throw it out there. You know what? If you I uh, you know, we've seen takedowns. We've seen guys, you know, do all kinds of shady stuff like that. I would not hate someone the size of Tyson Fury just grabbing his opponent and heaving them up and then slamming them down as hard as you can. Tyson Fury seems more of a uh, jackhammer kind of guy. Just uh, lifting them up and then dropping them. Yeah. Tyson Fury roughs him up in the corner. We are (laughs) in his own corner, as a matter of fact. Yeah, Fury Fury is really looking to rough. He's really not happy with Valine at this point in time and is looking to just constantly apply damage and pressure to him. And again, Valine is wilting a little bit under the pressure. He's he's trying to... We saw a little bit towards the end of that round, he's doing a little bit of the goading Fury on thing. That's generally a sign of I'm... I'm out of ideas. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, come on, I, I like this, I want to keep fighting, and then, oh crap, I don't know what to do. Uh, is fading. Whereas Fury is, like, not even sitting down reliably between rounds. (laughs) Uh, We get some highlights from that round again. Fury, his right hand is a lot more dialed in. He is is, uh, done playing around and is not happy with Valene's tactics so far. A shiner has formed underneath Valene's left eye. From the bevy of rights he ate in that round. We'll see... uh... If Tyson continues to work those eyes over, if it becomes a thing in this fight, wouldn't that be ironic? There's not really enough time left for that to become too much of a factor unless he is able to throw a lot of damage forward. Which round eight here, and uh, Andre's scorecard has a 68 65 Fury. Yeah, that's. I think that's four to three. Again, four to three or five to two for Fury is probably the correct score, all things considered. You know, the way that Tyson moved there, I honestly thought he was going to throw a right round kick. Uh, Tyson Fury, not much of a kicker. I understand. And not not just because of the sport. I think even if... Wow, this guy gave Valine the first. Okay, Andre, you are a moron. (laughs) Some good uppercuts there in the corner from Tyson Fury. Yeah, he's backing. He, he's doing a lot of backing up Valine where he wants him. He's the one, forgive the phrase ring generalship, but he's the one steering the action. He is the ring general thus far. And he's doing a lot. I mean, he's turning Valine quite nicely in that he will back up, uh, let Valine come forward, and then angle, put him in the corner, and then look to land some blows. Oh, Tyson walked into a slew of punches there from Valine. And then he just tilted his head. For- See, that's what happens. The minute Tyson Fury starts to get in trouble, he just bows his head, drives it into Valine's chest, and then follows up with hooks. Yep. Which, given the size disparity, is somewhat impressive, actually, considering, again, to be the bigger guy by, you know, two to three inches, to get your head down, drive it into your opponent like that, and then tee off to the body... Is uh, is a heck of a thing. Good right from Fury. Well, I mean, you know, good on Fury for not fighting, you know, straight up, and you know, being imminently more hittable that way. He he 
the bending over forward like that, not all the way like some of these fighters do, just sort of tilting at the at the middle of the back, he's able to limit the amount of times Valin can hit him, hit any good targets while striking him, well, counter striking him himself. Yeah. And again, Fury is, if we're talking just like pure boxing, the best heavyweight boxer. I oh, think right now. There's so much in, in the way of great technical heavyweight boxers to compete against, though. It's such a high bar to achieve. I, I am, again, this is not an easy thing. <laughs> there was a lot of debate and internal numerics that went into that, but, uh, you know, yeah. Um, look, heavyweights suck. And might I add, Shote. I mean, you can, but I don't know why you would. Because <laughs> Pat said it once, and I can't let it go because it was funny to me. Yeah, that's pretty standard. Yep. As you would say, very on-brand for me. It's very true. Uh, plus, you know, Deontay Wilder is... Deontay Wilder. If you're, if you're playing the drinking game, take a drink every time we mention Deontay Wilder in a Tyson Fury fight, and you'll have alcohol poisoning by the end of this fight. Um, Fury landed landed a pretty good combination there along the corner. Uh, yeah. Again, Valine is trying, but he is he is wilting a little bit here. And the question, I think his big thing at this point, if they're not going to stop the fight due to that cut, and at this point, it would take a visible increase in the uh, the crap would have to get worse visibly at some point for the doctor to really need a reevaluation. Uh, he's more kind of trying to see out the round, uh, see out the fight because Fury is on the warpath. <laughs> so we are in theory supposed to cover the afternoon fight of Andrew Shelby versus Jay Harris. That may or may not be happening at this point. Depends on if it depends on what time and if we're meeting my wife's friends at a winery. I don't know why you would go to a winery. You have children. They whine all the time. Da 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 da. da. So to be to be uh, continued. Uh, serious credit to Tyson Fury's cut man in this fight, though. Just mm -hmm. by the way, He's done a yeah, tremendous job. He is holding Ooh. that together with spit and bubble gum at this point. Fury is laying into Volin this round. Mm -hmm. He is. He is not playing around. He is on the hunt. Good body shots. Well, what an Valine. asshole! What an asshole! Fury's going to feel like if he loses the title by decision to this guy, you know, who was just supposed to be a place fighter, you know, uh, to keep him busy. That's the risk in wanting to just in taking fights like this. The other guy has nothing to lose, and is there? He's not, and very rarely is there to lose. They're there to win the biggest fight of their life. Yep. Him and Anthony, you know, him and if that happens, him and Anthony Joshua can go to go uh, to the same support group. Uh, no, because they need. Look, Anthony Joshua is still in denial about his drug problem, <laughs> whereas Tyson Fury is has been is very aware of his potential pitfalls and issues. Good uppercut there from uh, Tyson Fury. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. While uh, I'm, I think while Ling's legs are gone. Yeah, he is not moving almost at all. I mean, you can see it. If this gets another two rounds at this at this point, I'll be a little bit surprised because he's just not moving well. He was just admonished by the referee. Quit holding the back of his head. He's not giving you a blowjob. 
And even if he <laughs> and even if he was, that's rude. I'm sure that's exactly what referee Charles uh, I believe that's Charles Bird. I might be mistaken, said. Oh, Tyson Fury is aiming to take this guy's head off. He backs him into the corner. There was some good right and left hooks there. Yeah, he's uppercut barely misses. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna land one of those at this rate, and that's gonna be the all she wrote if he lands that that uppercut because he is loading up on it. Yeah, I was gonna say like the combination seems to be hook go to the body. Uh, sorry, uh, yeah, hook go to the body, and then like you know almost a Mike Tyson's punch out uppercut. And if that thing lands, it's gonna end the same way that game would end. With you in tears because it wasn't fair. <laughs> oh. Or five years later, completely broken by speedrunners. Not while Valine's round there. He and he's looking very he's starting to look mentally broken. Yeah, he's he is not wanting to be here anymore. Yeah. He's like, oh a few of those body shots winded him a little bit. He didn't go down, but they I'm getting some replay action here. They they landed. There was a great uppercut there uh, in the instant replay. Yeah, Fury Fury wants this one out. He does not want to get see the judges on this one because he knows that he will not give the lineal heavyweight championship to Canelo like that. No, Canelo can't have all the belts because if he does, uh, he'll snap his uh, fingers and half the and half the people in the universe will disappear. Look, Oscar De La Hoya and Golden Boy and everyone at zone disagree with you. They really want him to have all the belts. I understand. So much so that, you know, they've done what they've done as far as a few of those decisions. <laughs> Canelo, you can't have the flyweight title. You don't, you don't fight in that weight class. I will have all the belts. Fine, Canelo, you can have that belt too. Good. Now give me that one. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Tyson Fury's just bullying Valine. Yeah, he, uh... Oof. Take a drink every time I pronounce this guy's name differently. Uh, you will have double alcohol poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> your liver will be... Your liver will be entirely pickled. Yeah, look, James Bond will look at you and go, you know, a little restraint, my friend. <laughs> yeah, Fury is, uh... He is not having any more of this fight. <laughs> He yeah, is. he's just, he, he's walking forward, willing to take punches from this guy just to hit him, and he's scoring big time. And, and Valine is again not move. His legs are not really under him. He's crossing his feet. He's using the ropes to help support his weight. Mm -hmm. uh, all the credit in the world to him. I mean, I mean, we're into round ten here, and the guy's still standing. He hasn't gone down once. So no, he, he well again, Fury's not a big puncher as far as heavyweight punchers go, and Valine's mm -hmm. defense has been okay. But, uh, yeah, he's, again, he gets credit for trying, but he's starting to put on his angry face. And when you start psyching yourself up with the angry face, um, you're in dire straits. Like, okay, come on, we can do this. Nope, you're getting punched again. And, yeah, it's it's not, he is not moving well at all. Like, at all, at all. That's that's distressing. Big right hook from Tyson in the nearly in the clinch there. A lot of dirty boxing from Tyson, but it's paying off for him. A lot of, him hang targets. on, hang on. Not all of it's dirty. A lot of it's just been infighting in the clinch, which is a legal thing. Okay, fair enough. 
And dirty boxing encompasses a wide variety of Ille- again, illegal holds. What he's okay. doing is Valine is getting hooked at will. Yeah. What Tyson he, is he, doing is he's he's completely eliminating the space between them, leaning forward and then delivering those hooks. And Valine hasn't found hasn't figured out how to protect the side of his head. Well, Valine's also winded because Fury is, as you said, leaning his weight on and making him carry him. And Tyson Fury, as we have mentioned, is a large person. Having to carry around that extra weight while you're trying to move and you're already fatigued and you're getting punched in the face, it's just a bad night. Valine might hang on to see the judges, but Fury is really wanting him out of there. And uh, again, I don't blame him. There's no reason to trust the judges because judging in combat sports is even at its best, inherently flawed, and given the amount of corruption that goes into it in a lot of cases, uh, you know, deliberately <laughs> misleading. Yeah, Valene is... He, he's holding up for the moral victory of seeing the final round and having cut Fury at this point. He is not offering much beyond that. Well, at this point, I'm not frightened that some crazy judge is going to give it to Valene. Um, I, you know, I'm pretty sure... Tyson Fury has won enough of the last few rounds significantly that we're, we're done scoring things for Vali and he can't win this fight by decision. He could be the Swedish Canelo. Come on. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no money in pushing a Swedish champion. That is, at this point in time, very true. However, that doesn't mean they wouldn't try. Um, I don't know about the pitch on that one. I don't know. We're supposed to be trying to model our entire society after Sweden. Why wouldn't we want a heavyweight champion from there? Oh, shut up, you and your politics. Um, <laughs> go start your own political podcast if, you, if you're going to do that. Nah, uh, I just like needling you on occasion. <laughs> um, you can hear me talk all about the basic income guarantee on the Politics podcast, which you can hear on PodCoin or wherever you download podcasts coming soon. This guy who was very low-key interviewing me thought I was wildly entertaining. Well, you know, to the low-key individuals in the world, you are. (laughs) I warned him ahead of time. I said, I'm going to introduce myself as the hardest-working man in podcasts. Be ready. I'm quite the card. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're a (laughs) card, all right. (laughs) If it's a tarot deck, it would be the fool. Uh, his exact response was, just just don't be racist. And I'm like, oh, that won't be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> He's clearly never listened to our other shows. Yeah, or uh, been involved in our chats. All right, um, uppercut there from Tyson Fury, followed yeah, by another one. Scores there's big. more of the same. <laughs> I'm wondering if that not been on the ropes, if Wallin would have actually fell down. Probably. That looked bad. Yeah, Fury finally finds the uppercut consistently here, and... Yeah, Valine's lucky that he's against the ropes now because mm-hmm. he is not having a good time. So, but that's the weird thing is, at this point, Tyson Fury should be, maybe try to keep him in the center instead of pushing him into the ropes because that's half the problem here. See, there he is again. Tyson Fury just bullies him backwards. And this guy's got no legs left, so he's going wherever he's going wherever Tyson pushes him. 
Well, some of it's that. Some of it's bullying. Also, just being willing to go onto the ropes. Like he kind of wants to be there. I mean, his defensive options are limited, but he can rest his legs a little bit. Mm-hmm. So there's, it's kind of a fifty-fifty proposition there. I, if I, Fury steps back and says, "Come on to the, come into the center of the ring," and Volian kind of goes, "No, no, I like the ropes. These are my friends." Here's the problem, though. Every time he goes against the ropes, he takes a hook to the head. Clean. Yeah, but he's also, I think, fairly, fairly obviously not terribly concerned about Fury's one-punch punching power. So if he can limit that to one shot at a time, he will. But, yeah, Valene is... I fucking hate every time Tyson Fury drops his hands. I'm sure you do. It, it, again, it's just kind of how he does. I mean, I hate saying it like that because it's stupid. Like, you would I, never, t- you would never teach someone to carry their hands the way he does. Right, and I and I get why he does it. I get that he's had success with it. Aesthetically, it looks shitty. That is true. And ooh, body shot from Fury that hurt Valine. That really did. Those those are starting to add up. And Valine is again very happy that the ropes are here. He's going to be buying them dinner. Like, these are his friends. <laughs> I live here now because I can't hold myself up. Uh, I'm on the ropes. Wolverine's in a treehouse. It's all very, very sad. I That's don't a... understand that reference. <laughs> it's a, it's a sort of material joke. Fair enough. Yeah, we... Valine is uh, just kind of hoping to see the final bell here. We've been talking considerably about Wolverine's treehouse during uh, Onslaught Month. Which you can listen um, to on the Source Material Podcast right here on the Rattle Legend Broadcasting Network on Podcoin or wherever you download podcasts. And please do, despite Onslaught being terrible. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, replay of that left to the liver that kind of doubled Valine over. He was, yeah, that hurt. Jeez, that hurt me and I'm just watching it. <laughs> If you've never been hit clean in the liver by someone, guys, it's an experience. And yeah, I'm not even talking anyone one-eighth as talented as Tyson Fury. It'll drop you. I mean, Mark gets hit, gets hit in the liver all the time when he's at work because everyone hates him. I'll have you know I'm the team lead, whether they like it or not. That's Look, that does not in any way refute my claim that they dislike you, if anything you added to it. Oh, no. I Oh, that's all you're saying is that I'm disliked at work. You're 100% right. Um, I have one person at work referring to me as Rockstar in the most sarcastic way possible. Fair enough. Yeah, it's because I actually do my job. And a lot of it. Right, good for you. Actually doing your job, whereas they're kind of just hanging out Lingo landed a pretty good left there. Yeah, he did. Uh, unfortunately, lacks both the energy and the wherewithal to follow up appropriately, and Fury is now recovered. Wallin Fury seemed, might... I was going to say, Wallin seems to have gotten some life back into him. Yeah, he's got a bit of a second win now, and I think facilitating that is Fury kind of taking this first half of the round or so off. Well, there's a minute, a uh, minute and about 20 seconds left, as I call it on the clock, 
And I think Wallin is just, you know, trying to get the moral victory here by going the distance and having a, a good showing in this final round. I don't yeah. see this ending any other way but decision, though. Yeah, this is not a swing. This Like, winning this round is not going to win him the fight. No. But, yeah, Fury seems to have backed off. I don't know if he just doesn't want to expend the energy at this point that would be necessary to really kind of get yeah. Valine out of there. We're down to our last 10 seconds, and they're not roadhousing, so I think we're done here. I, yeah, again, I can only realistically imagine scorecards in favor of Fury, because while Valine did better than everyone expected him to, the drama was... Yeah, again, the drama was caused by a singular punch that opened up a cut. I say throw him an intercontinental title bout. I'm sure there's at least two who would be two of those champions that are unoccupied and willing to fight him at any given point in time. Absolutely. One thing I've learned about watching boxing in the middle of the day from Europe, there's plenty of intercontinental title bouts. Yep. And... Fury again spends these last couple of seconds just walking things down, but again, Valine definitely overperformed and Ugh. took a beating for a lot of rounds in the middle portion and there. Tyson Fury looks like he's been in a horror movie, and really, that's just one cut. And yeah, it's not like he got tremendously beat up everywhere else. It's not like his other eye got a tremendous beating. It's like that one cut that he got just bothered him for more than half the fight. Oh, and he's wearing the white. He has. He's also wearing the white tights, so it shows up more. Yeah. Well, no. I'm saying like I don't see him tremendously bruised up anywhere else. So it's like that one cut. But that one cut bled so much that you know. Again, he looked like he went through the windshield until they cleaned it yeah. up. Yeah, again, just a lo- just a lot of blood, a, a lot of wounds in your face, and especially the more they get kind of towards your head, they just bleed a lot. Even if they're you know surface cuts. I mean, you don't need a large cut to bleed a lot, and that is a large cut on Fury. Like that's that that's that's a real cut. Like, that's a gnarly one. Wasn't that a meatloaf song? You, I don't need a large cut to bleed a lot. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like. I I don't think I've ever heard a full meatloaf song. And I don't need a large cut to bleed a lot, and I won't do that. It's a long way to go for that joke, by the way. Like, I'm ashamed of myself. Yeah, I'm kind of embarrassed for you. <laughs> uh, and if you enjoy this brand of humor, and really, why wouldn't you? You can download all of the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network podcasts on Podcoin or wherever you download podcasts, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn wherever you download podcasts. Yeah, we're everywhere. Can't quite get rid of us, even though you want to. If you're downloading us on iTunes, please give us a one-star review. It, just the one. Just the one. We don't That's des- all. Everyone That's else all asks, we deserve. Everyone else asks for five stars. Give us one. We deserve one. Come on. Uh, Fury taking off his fight shorts now. I assume because his balls are hot. <laughs> oh my god, I would I would pay money for that. What? <laughs> Derek Lewis versus Tyson Fury in a hot balls contest. 
Uh, look, much like everything Derek Lewis tries to do, it would fail miserably up until the final second. Um, they just raised Tyson Fury's hand, but I, I don't know what the scores are yet. I don't uh, know if it was just sort of a nonchalant, yeah, we know you won, but we haven't actually heard what the final results are. Hang on for just a second. I don't think they announced them. Okay. Hang on. Yeah, I'm not seeing anyone announcing them just yet. They just said Fury via unanimous decision. Oh, okay. All right. But I did not get a... I don't have a, you know, a, a numerical tally. Um, if you can qu- maybe... Uh, if you can find it on Twitter, just read it. Just kind of cut me off and read it when you find it. In the meantime... If you haven't heard our blood sport show, and really you should, uh, I'll go over what we're doing next. This week on the Rattleism Broadcasting Network, we've got Onslaught, Volume 3. Myself and this man, yeah, uh, have an afternoon show, Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. Um, and then in the evening, myself, Chris Bailey, and some of your friends and mine will review... WWE Clash of the Champions. We might even be reviewing Triple A invades Madison Square Garden uh, because Kane one Velasquez. of those will one of those will actually be a good show. Only one, and it's not going to be WWE's. Oh, there's two cuts on Fury. He's got he's got the big one over the eyebrow and one kind of under it. Um, yeah, it wasn't a big deal though. That one it was a little dinky cut. Uh, yeah, but that's the one that will leak into your eye. The other one's more likely to just kind of go down the side of your face. And then on the Metal Hammer of Doom this week, we've got Tarja in the raw. Um, cause so hang on. It's actually taking Cain Velasquez to get you into lucha wrestling. Yep, that's exactly what it took. That is pathetic. <laughs> I'm genuine. Hang on. I say that just because... <laughs> Given your love of the circus, how can you not love Lucha Libre? It has to be on the right channel. Like I might like Impact going on Axis TV will make me watch. Will make me watch Impact. Oh God, no, don't. <laughs> I, I look. I say this as someone who has reviewed the la- like. I I am now like the. So, uh, so the wait, I, I don't understand something. So you had to review an Impact show at the same time there was another Impact show. How the fuck did that work? Do you want me to try and explain how Impact is run? No, not Because the really. answer is badly. Okay, look, here's what's going... Here's how this works. Uh, actually, in this instance, it was not run at the same time. The event Larry was covering ended as the lead-in to the... to what I covered. So why didn't he just Larry, do both? Because Larry has a life. There's Ugh. only so much Impact one can take before you go insane. The only reason I'm not really mad about this is I actually passed out during that fight on DAZN last night. I wouldn't have been much use anyway. Look, there's... Again, Larry has other things he wants to do. He has stuff to do with his family on occasion, and I'm now like the gopher for, hey, we need someone to cover Impact's taped television show. So they didn't run concurrently? They ran one right after the other? Yeah, they have run at the same time in the past. That's a thing that has happened. Okay, that's what I thought was happening, and I was like, that's silly. that seems silly to run 
to counter-program yourself. It doesn't matter. No one listening to this gives a shit about Impact. No one who watches Impact gives a shit about Impact. That is true. On Thursday, myself and Sean Comer will review The Dark Crystal, uh, the original 1980s movie. As I said before, we may or may not be still doing Andrew... Sh- I think I called him something else earlier. Andrew Shelby versus Jay Harris. It'll all depend if I'm knee-deep in local wine or not. You can check out the first two volumes of Onslaught on the Source Material podcast. You can check out myself and Robert Winfrey reviewing Hannibal Season 3. Uh, we did a whole bunch of wrestling shows earlier this month. Uh, New Japan Royal Quest, NXT UK Cardiff, and AEW All Out. We reviewed the new Kill Switch Engage. We did a pair of Legion shows. One for Season 3 and one for X-Men Legacy Volume 2. If you've enjoyed this alternative commentary for live boxing, then check out our UFC 242 Khabib vs. Poirier coverage. Um, That's it for for the sports coverage, though, for the rest of the month. Like I said, um, if we do Shelby vs. Harris, that'll be the last one. Otherwise, this is it. Because I won't be home for Errol Spence versus. Damn it. <laughs> Sean Porter. Because I have a life too, god damn it. And I'm going to go to my friend's house and have fun. And then Gennady Golovkin is the, is the same night as Whitaker versus uh, Adesanya. And as Robert tells me, leave him the hell alone so he can enjoy the violence with his pants off. So I am so looking forward to that fight. I mean, I, look, I just we just got through Cowboy versus Gagey. I have to look forward to something else. And Adesanya versus Gas, excuse me, Adesanya versus Whitaker is a great, great fight. So I'm going to be using the knowledge of that fight to sustain me as I deal with mountains of crap. So I want to watch Whitaker versus Adesanya too, but you're not covering it with me. And since I'm watching it, I can't cover uh, Triple G versus uh, Derevchenko, which pisses me off. But oh, the life. horror! The horror! Um. So hang on. If I were covering it with you, what would you be doing? Like, what, what, How would that change the math there? I would be covering something. Oh, and now you're just having to watch something just to watch it? Waste of a night. That is beyond pathetic. <laughs> uh, such a life. Uh, we've got the final Onslaught volume coming up. Um... A review of Rambo, Last Blood, Corn, The Nothing, Disenchantment Season 3. Uh, we've got a pair of Gotham by Gaslight shows. Hang two. on. Two, yeah, there's only been the one season. Yes. Um, and then we've got uh, Hell Yeah, Welcome Home, BH90210, and then we're out of September and into October, kicking things off with all things Joker and Pennyworth. Um, you can well, also- both of those things suck. Speaking of which, you can also check out my review of She-Ra Season 3 with Alexis Haina of Honeysuckle Rose Creations. So that's all from the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network. You want to quick do your plugs? Yeah, I just got done with cover prior to recording this, I got done with coverage of UFC Fight Night excuse me, UFC on ESPN Plus 16 uh, and headlined by Donald Cerrone and Justin Gagey. You can find my full report for that entire event in the MMA Zone of 411mania.com. Stop by, give it a click, give it a read. I appreciate it. All right. Hang on. Sunday, you can find me. I think I'm flying solo this Sunday. I believe Jeff has a prior engagement. I'll be reviewing 
that event and then previewing UFC on ESPN plus 17, which is not a good card, on the 411 Ground and Pound MMA podcast. So tune in for that. Uh, if you're interested in the sport, always appreciated. If you know someone who's into the sport, even if you don't like them, point them in my direction. That might make it better because I will annoy them. And you can listen to Robert's show on Podcoin. Well, if you if you don't really want to listen to the show, you, listen to it on Podcoin. At least then you're getting paid to. It's not a waste of everyone's time. I mean, it still kind of is, but at least you're being rewarded for wasting your time. Exactly, folks. I can't. I not only can't stress this enough, I'm going to play an ad for it. Hey, everybody. I really do hope you love the Rattelogen Broadcasting Network. Did you know that you can actually get paid just for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We just discovered this free new app called Podcoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to podcasts, and you earn Podcoin while you listen. Then you turn that Podcoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks, or if you're a good person, you could even donate that Podcoin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. Here's what you do. Download the app right now on iPhone or Android, and have and I have a special code for you. Simply use our code MARKWED5, that's capital M-A-R-K-W-E-D-5, capital M A R K W E D five Mark Wed five, and you'll get three hundred Podcoin just for signing up. And if you listen to enough of us on there, you can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on Podcoin, and sign up with code Mark Wed five. I swear it'll change the way. You listen to podcasts. All right. You got anything else you want to plug? Again, our review of Dark Crystal Age of Resistance that will be coming out on Tuesday. Uh, I think that's about it for me at the moment. So thank you all very much for listening. It's deeply appreciated. However you find us, please give us a follow. Give us a crappy review because, let's face it, that's what we deserve. You can at me on Twitter and tell me how horrible I am at at Mark Rattledge. Please do. <laughs> uh, at Twitter is my home for terrible ideas I put into the universe to see if God will sprinkle some water on them and they'll blossom into terrible you, things. People, you have no idea how true that statement is if you've not <laughs> listened to other shows. He pitched an adaptation of Huckleberry, the crossover between Huckleberry Hound and Green Lantern as envisioned by whoever that guy was who did, like, The Wire. David Simon. Thank you. That's the kind of stuff he puts on Twitter. It is terrible. It is making the world a worse place. Shame him for it. Please, at me on Twitter and tell me how much we're, and how, how terrible we all really are. Uh, with that lovely sentiment said, thank you for joining us on our alternative commentary for Tyson Fury versus Otto Wallen. Otto Wallen me, Otto Wallen you. Otto Wallen out of here. Be well, be safe. <laughs> At least you amuse yourself. There's that. Be well, be safe, and behave.